This is On The Left Side, The Funny Football Show. We actually did a poll, should England boycott the World Cup in Russia, and interesting results. 49% said yes, we should boycott. 51% said no. Hello, I'm Jim, and twice a week I do this. I take a look at the best stories from around the footballing world and make fun of them. This is your regular pod-shaped dose of football funny. Let's go! There is a lot of talk right now about spy games and Russian dirty play. The recent rows over poisonings and chemical weapons has led to the UK government banning any member of the royal family or any other high-ranking delegates from going to watch England play at this year's World Cup finals in Russia. Lucky them. I'm sure the move has really pissed off the Russian government. I mean, who's going to racially insult all the African players if Prince Philip's not going to be there? Actually, Boris Johnson's still going, right? I'm sure he'll step up to the mark. The thing is, the Russian infiltration goes beyond even anything the UK government can imagine. Sure, there's the spy stuff, yeah. But then, there's the weather. Where do you think all the ice and snow is coming from, eh? Yep, Russia. And of course, as well, there's football. Russian interference is slowly dismantling one of this country's biggest football clubs. Don't you tell me that Roman Abramovich didn't know exactly what he was doing when he completely broke Jose Mourinho during his second spell at Chelsea. And now, just as he's planned, the special one, or as Roman calls him, edge on special one, is on the verge of completing his job by causing Manchester United to totally and utterly implode. Something snapped in Jose during the 2015 season, and he's just never been the same since. And I blame the Russians. Sure, being able to blame other people when his team had been defeated has always been a very key Mourinho trait. The ref, the doctor, the players, the crowd, the football Einsteins, the board. It's never really been important who the finger of failure fell upon, as long as it wasn't Mourinho. But now, not only has Jose even stopped being creative with his castigation, he's now even doing it when they win as well. This is what he said after the club beat Brighton in the FA Cup. We didn't play well. We didn't play the way I wanted the team to play. We didn't play the way I prepared the team to play. And um, I blame everybody. And of course, he means everybody apart from himself. He's given up. He's given up what he's best at. Football and coming up with creative ways with which to proportion blame. Come on, Jose. Show a bit more flair in both aspects. Blame the wind like Jurgen Klopp or blame aliens like Ranieri did or blame the Russians. Oh, no, hang on. We've already established it actually is the Russians' fault. Just come up with some wacky, crazy excuse like the good old Jose we used to love. Don't just blame everyone. Well, when I say everyone, there was one player who was singled out for a little bit of praise. Yeah, I think Matic was what I call an island of personality. He was an, an, an island of um, class and personality to play for Manchester United. At least he was keeping a certain element of his unhinged insanity anyway. 
How is Matic like an island exactly? Or specifically, a personality island? I don't get it. Does he have his own microclimate and an interesting array of flora and fauna? Maybe you'll just need a passport to get in and out of him once Brexit happens. I've literally no idea what he's talking about. To me, it just sounds like a brand new show that'll likely be appearing on ITV2 this summer. Next up on ITV2, we'll discover if it's James Milner or Gareth Barry who's going to get voted off. Uh. Amanda Matic, Personality Island. Clearly, the turmoil at Old Trafford is having a knock-on effect with the players as well. Paul Pogba has joined up with Les Blues ahead of their friendly with Colombia. And boss Didier Deschamps is concerned about the midfielder's well-being. He says that Paul will be offered professional counselling to help the £89 million player deal with the chaos surrounding his club life. Which leads me to wonder what exactly a therapy session with Paul Pogba would be like. And Jose Mourinho sometimes starts you on the bench. Oui. And that makes you feel like you need to express yourself with haircuts? Oui. Hmm. I can see how that might make you feel stressed. Oui. And do you think that's why you're such a bellend? You think you need therapy, Paul? At least you don't have to watch England play this weekend. As a matter of fact, it's all pretty quiet in the England setup right now. And by quiet, I mean dull. It's pretty uninspiring news-wise right now from the England camp, which matches the makeup of the first team very well. The only real news of note from St George's Park was a nice gesture from a few of the England players, who planted 14 trees on the site to mark the contribution of the 14 England players who served during the First World War. It was a nice symbolic thing, although with the luminous training vests, it did make them look like they'd been ordered to carry out the work by a judge. It's just a shame Wayne Rooney is no longer involved. He probably could have used it as part of his community service. But even that was more inspiring than Alex McLeish's motivational patter. The Scotland boss was asked to give a rip-roaring battle cry to the Tartan army cheering on their team this weekend. And all he could muster was this. Before we let you go, Alex, uh, have you got a, a rousing message for the Tartan army ahead of that first game? I still get the shivers when we play the National Anthem whenever I go to Hamden and I hear the Tartan Army and I see them they they are sadly missed in world football at the big competitions and I hope that I can give them again I use that word hope which I should be saying believe all the time Oh God, is this supposed to be inspiring? It's hardly Braveheart is it? I believe that there's a crop of youngsters here that added to the experienced players that we have who are maybe not here with us at this particular uh, two games that we can qualify for, for the finals. Well said, well yes, said. Thanks very much. <laughs> I felt like we should have had music playing underneath that. Yeah, you should have. The funeral march or something equally depressing. Boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say football. Funny. That is another show wrapped up and put in the can. If you've not subscribed to the show yet, then please do so now because you will not want to miss the next few episodes of On The Left Side. We have something very special planned just for you. 
I will see you on the flip side. Yo! On the left side is written and produced by Jim Salverson and Dan McGinley for Abrupt Audio. <laughs> you can tell I don't say Bell End very often. <laughs>